Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 It's time to uh, have a chat to Dr Sam Duncan, the course leader of sports degrees at Holmes Glen. Holmes Glen, apply now, start in April and do a deep dive on what we've been observing in the media over the last couple of uh, days and the last week. Sam, welcome to the program. Good evening, Jordan. Good to be with you again. I want to start off uh, tonight's chat by asking you about the comments that were made by Damien Hardwick on Sunday uh, in his press conference when he mentioned uh, Sydney Stack and wanting Dan Andrews. He, he said Dan Andrews mentioned his name to remove the, the rule of close contacts and, and COVID and isolation and all that. Um he said that in his press conference, it was front page headlines in the Herald Sun and elicited a, a response from Twitter from Damien Hardwick, almost answering for his uh, for his response. And then the AFL released a statement as well. This sort of offhanded, half joking, half serious comment from, from Damien Hardwick was, it was sort of taken by the Herald Sun, I, I thought, just for my two cents, it was taken as a, a comment by the Herald Sun, firstly, as it was footy, so it's something that people uh, can relate to and are familiar with, but it almost weaponized it. It weaponized footy, it weaponized something familiar that we are that we can all relate to and we all know of, and weaponized his comments as an anti-Dan Andrews uh, sentiment. It was an attack on, on Dan Andrews almost. It was Dimmer versus Dan, and this is what Dan should be doing. Here's what people are feeling, and that was kind of pushed by News Corp and the Herald Sun, who we know are liberal-leading. Was it? Did you find it as ridiculous as the rest of us? And was this say how sort of planned was this attack and the agenda maybe from uh, from News Corp? Look, I read it exactly the same way uh, that you appeared to have, Jordan. I mean, without being you know overtly political, let's be frank. The Herald Sun and all the News Corp mastheads have got their own agenda, and having somebody of profile and prominence. Um, uh, in conflict with Dan Andrews or saying something negative about the Premier suits their narrative. Um, Now, you know, it it, it probably is as simple as that. And and what follows, if that's the lead story on the front page, um, then it gives the columnists reason to pile in afterwards as well, which Mm. a lot of them did. So we have a situation where there isn't a story involving Dan Andrews or the Victorian government, and there isn't a story... Um, about the you know current protocols around um, lo- uh, isolation and, and close contacts, and all of a sudden from a 10-second grab from an AFL coach, we've got a front-page news, we've got column inches being dedicated to it, we've got talkback radio engaging in the story, and as a result of that, we've got the AFL, Richmond, and um, Damien Hardwick himself needing to weigh in. Um, the, the other interesting thing about this is from a news values perspective, we talk, it all, talk about it all the time, prominence and conflict. If we've got two prominent people in conflict, the media see that as a story that's going to sell. 
And the other big takeaway, you know, that's quite obvious for us is that whilst once upon a time the front page of one of the most read newspapers in Australia was dedicated for the most important story, mm. the most uh, important public interest story of the day, now it's not. Let's be frank. Now it is about marketable information. What information is most marketable to our audience? What information is going to help us sell newspapers or generate clicks? And when you've got the coach of one of the, if not the biggest team in Victoria, um, speaking about something that does rile and antagonise uh, a lot of readers, regardless of what side of the fence they fall on, uh, it's going to sell. And that's what they went for, and that's probably what they got. Let's uh, move on to conflict of interest. There was some interesting comments made uh, last week from Mark Rusciuto. This is what he had to say. A lot of talk about Port Adelaide at the moment, but I tell you what, the Crows have been just as bad. They've been underachieving. They can't kick. They can't handball. Uh, they can't kick at goal. They're giving away free kicks. They really can't do anything worse. That was Mark Rusciuto on Triple M Adelaide. Conflict of interest. He's involved with the Adelaide Crows. He was a player there. He's been part of the board for a while. Uh... Conflict, conflict of interest, he's sort of he's attacking his own team, though, which is interesting. So how much does conflict of interest matter, and what was your takeaway from those comments? Well, it's really interesting because in the AFL, we tend to have a lot of conflict of interest. I mean, historically, Eddie Maguire has always been the face of conflict of interest in the AFL, a president of an AFL organisation and a leading uh, media host and, and for many years broadcaster as well. Um, James Brayshaw, the same. Uh, Luke Darcy, the same. Uh, Jimmy Bartell on the GWS board, uh, also uh, with a conflict. The question is, you know, do fans care? I mean, because when there is a conflict, of course there is a conflict of interest, of course there is compromise. I mean, if a board member of a club knows a player is under an injury cloud, are they really going to say it during the broadcast? If they know very sensitive information about the coach's future or, you know, a, a decision that's impending at the club, are they going to reveal it? So all of a sudden we've got media performers that can tell you some things, but they can't be totally honest about everything. Likewise, from a club perspective, are they happy with uh, somebody that's on the board, the director of football, trashing the brand, so to speak? Um, there would be many within the organisation that are not happy with that. So there's a compromise. But it seems in the AFL and in sport in general, people are okay with it, generally speaking. There aren't people banging down the doors demanding it stop, put it that way. And perhaps it's because sport is entertainment. Like, mm. you know, news editors have always seen sport, let's be frank, as the toy department of news, a little bit different to public interest news. You're not reporting on wars. You're not reporting on politics. You're not reporting on the courts. You're reporting on a game. So entertain. And if there's compromise and, and um, conflicts of interest, it doesn't really matter because it's all part of the entertainment genre um, rather than public interest news. Yeah, it's not like, yeah, I think pe it probably irritates people to some degree, but I think ultimately people don't really care about conflict of interest. I mean, they, they care to an extent, but as you said, it's not like our, our livelihood or the way we live um, away from, you know, our entertainment choices, whether that be sport or music or movies or whatever. It's not really going to affect Mark Rusciuto's comments about Adelaide or Eddie Maguire commenting about Collingwood's not going to affect how we live in our day-to-day -day lives and, and the decisions we make for our families and 
you know, the way the our, our style of living in Australia, it's not really going to affect any of that. It is sport. It's not life and death, I suppose. So that's, I, 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 I agree with you. I think that's, um, yeah, it's yeah, irritating maybe at the most, but nothing more than that. Kane Corns had uh, another crack at Jack Ginnivan, uh, calling on him to earn his stripes before targeting Joel Selwoods. Uh, what are we what are we gaining from this <laughs> this Kane Corns Jack Ginnivan debacle? Well, uh, it's ridiculous. Well, I mean, speaking of sport, and let's use the AFL as a case study, being entertainment. Um, I would have thought, therefore, that you want um, your players to be personalities and to be entertaining. I mean, increasingly, we talk about young consumers all the time and what they gravitate towards. Some are passionate about, you know, clubs. There's no doubt about that. But the superstar or even just the personality definitely um, appeals to them. So all organisations, in many respects, are marketing individuals. All sports do it and all clubs would like to do it. The problem is... In the saturated AFL media landscape, there appears always to be somebody uh, that's willing to cut you down when we do see personalities put their hand up, when they get the GoPro, when they you know, show us something different to what we're normally seeing, when they then bleach their hair. Now, Kane Corns can call it as he sees it. He will argue that's his job. I, and, and that's fair enough. I just wonder, though, whether this type of commentary leads to a more sterile environment. For example, if you were a player with a bit of personality, would you really want to show it? Would you really want to show it when you know you're going to be whacked around um, for, uh, you know, and, 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 and criticised? It can lead to very bland, scripted, dull, uninformative, uh, uninteresting interviews where key messages are given and players are very cautious about what they're saying through fear that uh, their comments will be turned into um, headlines. So it, it, to me, it's a really interesting dynamic. I mean, I showed a clip last week to my media industry students of a, a footy classified segment with then coach Nathan Buckley uh, and Craig Hutchison, with Buckley arguing he hates doorstop interviews he hates the fact that some players are preyed upon um, and that journalists are always snooping around for tidbits of information. To which Craig Hutchison said, well, then open the doors. Open up the doors. It is entertainment. You want to let the fans in. Once a week for an hour, have a completely yeah. open media session and we'll come in and we won't have to do doorstop interviews. Mm. We won't have to snoop around because we'll be getting stories, building relationships and as a result, creating better content. Sam, we'll leave it there for this week. Thank you very much for joining us again and, uh, and we'll chat again next uh, Tuesday night. My pleasure, Jordan. Thanks, mate. Sam Duncan from Holmes Glen. Holmes Glen, study sports, business and media. Apply now. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.